0: All right, all right. Well, this episode of the Big Ticket Life, specific focus, the way of the modern woman. I have three enigmatic guests with me on the show. Welcome, Amy Stewart, Jessica Denehy, and Lori Wren. ladies. Welcome to the show. Thank you,
1: thank you so much.
2: Thank you for having me. Us.
0: This is the first we have like a like a like a Brady Bunch panel, Hollywood Squares panel on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, what brought us together? I'm not going to pull any punches about it. Uh, these three amazing women are uh, part of an amazing event, April 15th, the Women of Apex, um, mm-hmm. in in uh, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we are uh, showcasing uh, that event today. We'll be talking about that as we wrap up. But I really wanted to come together to talk about uh, the way of the modern women. So, ladies, why don't we just go around and first introduce. Uh, yourselves to our listeners. So um, I guess we'll just go top of the screen to bottom of the screen. How does that sound? So at least as I'm saying it, so does that mean Jessica's first.
3: Hi, I'm Jessica Dennehy. I am the owner and founder of Pivot and Slay, which is a way that I empower entrepreneurs to pivot their mindsets and businesses so they could slay their goals and find their freedom. And I'm also an APEX executive coach, and I'm really looking forward to speaking to all the women of APEX on April
1: 15th. My name is Amy Stuman, and I am Mrs. Hardcore Closer. <laughs> i married to Ryan Steumann, the Hardcore Closer on social media, and so excited for women of APEX to really showcase the strength that we have as women in the group, as well as really spread the word of empowering women and getting rid of societal limitations on what we can accomplish. And these two ladies are a fine example of that. I'm so excited to have you all.
2: Hi, I'm Lori Wren. Uh, I am the owner and founder of ProLine Industrial Products. Uh, We sell industrial chemicals, which is kind of an unusual field. I employ uh, over 25 women out in the sales field, and I really pride myself on being able to help these women um, grow and be as empowered as they possibly can to be successful within their own right and to reach all their goals on their own. Um, I am also an executive coach with Apex uh, in Apex Executives, and I am so excited to be part of this program and to bring light and excitement to other women and how much we can do together and how much we can grow together. Woo.
0: What I want everybody listening to this episode, whether you're going to watch it, um, when you're watching it today on uh, March 15th or you're listening it later on an audio podcast, this episode is like a standalone episode. This is not going to be a whole commercial just for the event. That was very important to me and very important to my guests that we deliver you an amazing uh, amount of information here in our time together today. So I'm going to kick it off with something, Amy, that your husband, Ryan, said that I think it was, well, at this point, it would have been two flying Fridays ago. But, You know, he shared, I think it was something along the lines of, you know, I cuss a lot. I may seem rough around the edges, but if you understood the weight I would carry or the weight that I do carry, you'd understand that that's just the way some of the things of the past come out. But I'm not ugly in the way I handle my relationships. I'm not ugly in the way I treat people. In fact, I'm polar opposite. Something along that line. And carrying that weight around, I thought, kind of as our first topic of discussion today, I kind of thought it had a parallel to our conversation with the three of you, because from my view, um, paying attention to women, trying to do my best to understand, which as a guy is not always, not always great, but you know, as 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 a wife, a spouse, a partner, as somebody in their career looking to lead other women, you know, it seems to me that there is like that weight, that burden. Amy, you shared helping to shed societal pressure. So I'll start off with you. Is there that weight that women seem to carry? And and how do you um, uh, look at kind of shedding that and like blowing through that, uh, those chains, so to say?
1: Absolutely. So um, a lot of people don't know this about me. Um, when I first met Ryan, I was a single mom and I worked um, at a hedge fund uh, raising about nine figures annually um, for our investments. And uh, I can promise you that that hedge fund would not have hired me had they known I was a single mom. Mm. They found out uh, my second day on the job that I uh, had a two-year-old little boy and they were just flabbergasted and you know didn't want a lawsuit so they couldn't really get rid of me. But um, I know I'm not alone in that. And I feel like women have a big stigma placed upon them with a lot of normal life experiences we have. You know, if you're a single mom, a lot of women immediately get that stigma of, oh, poor you. And a woman who's older and been through a divorce and is single and trying to be in business, and a lot of people just say, oh, poor you. And it's so frustrating to me that there's that societal stigma. And so my mission is really to help women turn whatever their past is, because we all have one, turn all of that into your superpower and really transmute that energy from being something that can be um, a societal stigma to really your superpower and what fuels you to accomplish anything and everything and surpass your peers in whatever you want to do in business and in life. Amen.
0: Jessica, you want to pick up on that?
3: Sure. Sure. I mean, I also came from Wall Street. I was a New York Stock Exchange regulatory attorney for 10 years, and I felt totally caged there. I was living in a man's world, and when I first got there, I was single and 26. And that was a different animal than, you know, getting married and starting a family and coming home to your family is not something that they um find that that's valuable. <laughs> they they don't value that at all. And I do. And I was really wanting to break out and find my freedom so that I can have it all. And I want to make sure that women know that it is possible to have it all. You can have a stellar career and be a stellar mom and travel the world and find the love of your life and be all of the things. And you can do it all successfully, but you can't do it until you shed all of the should of and could and um, stigmas, like Amy was saying because we are so much more than all of that. And I'm a single mom of two. Um, I'm divorced and I'm slaying it. You know, I own a bunch of companies and I come home to my kids and they're happy because I'm present with them and I'm present in my businesses. And there is a way to make it all happen. It just takes a little bit of a mindset shift. And I think one of the things I want to get across at our event is that these things are possible and I know Lori and Amy are living them the same way that I am.
2: Hallelujah to that, Jessica. And Amy, to your point as well, um, the single moms out there, the women who, who can't always share, uh, how powerful they are because power, powerful women, sometimes alpha women are seen as, um, I don't want to say something bad on your show, but you get what I mean, like bitches, You're, fidgets, you're right? allowed to cuss on my <laughs> okay, show. Okay, so good. So we're seen as, we're seen as bitches. We're seen as, we're seen that, we're called names. Um, I am a little bit older. I've been, uh, I've had a business for over 30 years. And I'll tell you a story that actually happened in executives, which is how I met all these fabulous women. About a year ago, I was sitting at the table and a new guy came in and he assumed I was somebody else's either assistant or wife. Um, and fortunately, oh. the gentleman I was sitting next to, which was uh, Trevor and Kale, Trevor and Kale, Trevor Cowley, Crowley, I think, Kelly, um, he said, Oh no, she's an OG. She's been here longer than almost anybody else. And thank goodness for him. But it, it took me fa- back. This was just a year ago. Um, and I employ a lot of women, and a lot of them are single moms. And I celebrate that. It's like, how can I help you reach all your financial goals? And we as a group here at Apex, the, the women in Apex, we all have each other's back. We all love to see each other succeed. We want to help each and every one of us get to the next level via sounding ear. How can we just take you and be there for you? And to me, that's huge because women in business typically don't don't have each other's back. And to be in a group of women that care and like genuinely care, you can, I could reach out to any one of these women and say, hey, I'm having a bad day. And they get it because being a woman in business is hard and being being the alpha woman. I do not have children. I was never blessed with children, but I have been divorced twice because apparently I'm not. I, I spent the last couple of years becoming the most best version of myself so that I could have the relationships I wanted and not just be seen as a career person. Um, and I, I just love these women. And I cannot wait for... The Apex event because it's really going to showcase how you can have six extremely different women on the stage. And we all come from a different background and we just love each other and we love you and we love all the other women out there.
0: I'm excited for the event (laughs) because I love seeing people. I mean, I am. I I mean, I love seeing people succeed and, you know, it, it might be interesting to you all. So I'd like to research. I really like to read a lot of things and kind of like watch from afar different groups and things and so one of the things that I read often is on Reddit and it's the women's forum I think it's specifically 2x chromosome so everything women and what you what the three of you just shared I mean I've read a lot of that where there are those struggles there is that kind of like damned if you do and damned if you don't um kind of perception where if you're a strong leader you're greeted as, you know, not nice, okay? Um, my grandma would slap me if I said the B word and there's three ladies on the screen. So <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But again, cussing is allowed on the show. Um, but my grandmother would have a real problem with me saying that in the presence of three women. Um, but uh, at any rate, um, so everything you shared really, there, there was a lot, like I'm, I'm recalling from reading. Um, Lori, you specifically lead a team, and if I heard you right, you lead a team of all female executives that are out there in the field. In a, I mean, I would imagine Industrial Chemicals is a uber-traditional male-dominated field. Is that right?
2: That's correct.
0: Yeah. Share with, share with everybody what that's been like.
2: Well, as an owner, when I first started going to trade shows and meeting with the vendors, they they really wouldn't give me the time of day. And that's a bummer when you're a business owner and you're out there crushing it and you're making money and you're feeling like you know you're all that in a box of rocks um it, it deflates you it makes you not feel as empowered as as accepted um th- and that is that's loosened up over the years but then i've been in the industry for a long time so everybody's used to me um there are very few business owners female business owners in my industry uh, as far as my sales team we've fortunate been very fortunate we deal with this is, this, is, this is interesting. We deal with almost all men. And so when we come in the door, I would say we get a little bit more time. We still have to know our products. Like if I'm going to be discussing um, greases and lubricants and um, drain openers and acids and alkalines, I need to know my product. But the women who greet us at the door to let us in, nine times out of 10, they're not very nice. They don't like to see us coming in. Those mm. are their men. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's frustrating. And I want to be one of those that changes that. And we, my sales team and I, we spend a lot of time strategizing how do we go in the door and not make these women feel threatened. We're just there to earn a living like anybody else. We're not there to take their men. We're just wanting to earn a living. And I think that that is uh, an area where we as women are evolving and we're getting better about realizing that we're all a team and we're all here to be better together. Uh, and I know we just had this discussion the other night at dinner about how this happens. And Amy, you were having a really, you had some really good insight on how we, we aren't nice to each other all the time. That's a bummer.
0: Not so, at all. <laughs> like, so you just kind of hit me like between the, like, what is that dynamic about where you're saying that the women your team is greeting are protecting their men? Is that just, what's that role about? because that's very interesting to me and it's like new information. So now my brain's like Uh, in overdrive.
2: I could go on and on about this. I'm sure Jessica and Amy have a lot to add. I will tell you a personal story. When I was first selling in the field, which was when I was 23, so we're talking about 30 years ago, um, I had a really big account at, at a university and the lady who was the receptionist hated me so much that she got my car ticketed one time when I was out there waiting to meet with the guy I was meeting with because she didn't want me there. She wanted the police to make me leave. And it it was just a huge brouhaha and it was stupid. And it was my first foray into, wow, this is a little bit crazy, but it's real. And it's still ongoing. It's getting better, but it's ongoing. Amy and Jessica, I'm going to pass this off because I I have a lot of experience with this. (laughs) And I could talk yes. forever. Yeah, I have a different perspective. Yes. Um,
3: you know, I I I have not experienced that with women. I'm going to be honest, but it's probably because my life has been very male heavy. I came. I was a tomboy growing up, playing sports. A lot of my high school friends are guys. Still, like I still am friends with them. Um, and now I'm in business. I own a bunch of barber shops, and I have all male staff, and they're all Dominican, actually. And it's funny, I'll go in and it's taken me a lot to a lot of self development to learn how to communicate in a different way to them because they respond to my um, directness much differently than a woman would, or maybe, um, excuse me, a man um, that knows me better. Right. So it's taken me some self development to uh, approach them differently and understand their culture and understand, the way that they need to be communicated with for it to be effective. But the interesting part to me is at at the shops, all of my clients are men. And if I'm in there helping my staff, they will assume that I am working the register or I'm the sweeper. And they'll talk to me in a demeaning way, which I don't understand because everyone deserves respect. So I'm not sure why they think that they could come in and speak to someone like that. And when I let them go and I let them go and I let, have a little fun with it, I'm like, all right, can't wait to throw it at them that I'm actually the owner and I'm not, you know, the receptionist. And they are always floored and it's hilarious. So now my barbers are in on it because we like to showcase, like, well, why, why should that change the way that you speak to me? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't the receptionist deserve just as much respect as the owner? And that to me has been a really eye-opening experience, (laughs) Um, but it kind of reminded me of that when Lori said she sat next to someone they thought she was an assistant. Like there is an assumption when a woman's in a room full of men of what the woman's role is versus what the male's role is. And that is the part that I've had the most experience with, um... And it's hard, like still to this day, if I'm in the shop and someone doesn't know me, they will, will not think I'm the owner. There's not a lot of female barbershop owners. Um, but I don't think that's the reason why,
1: you know? Societal norms are a very strong, powerful thing. <laughs> and, and I think that's the biggest um, burden and hurdle for women is overcoming these societal norms of who our identity is and where we are in terms of a dynamic with men. Um, I remember uh, I, when I was very, I interned at um, stockbroker offices very young, and I've always been a very, very alpha person. You know, I would always look at, okay, where's where's the top of the food chain here? Who makes the most money? Who has the most power? Okay, that that's where I'm going. And so I remember being in these offices, and I would pinpoint, you know, the financial advisors that were making the most money, and looking at their teams, looking at how they did what they did. And after a few months there, I'd look and I say, you know, these these women who are the assistants make the tiniest fraction of what these men do. And they have this series seven license, they have this series 63 license. They've gone through and attained these credentials yet, and they're doing all the work. They're doing all the paper, they're doing all the, the hard work yet. The one thing they're afraid to do is take the risk. And that in and of itself was the differentiating factor between. Their pay, their pay is the men, it was on their if anything happened, it was on them. Even though they didn't do much work, even though that they they did, you know, they did the the meetings and they got the money in, all these women did all the grunt work, but it didn't matter because the risk at the end of the day was on them. But as women, I feel like we are just ingrained to be the keepers of the home, the keepers of the children. And our big focus is security. And we're in a society where we feel like we can't achieve as much as them. And in and of itself, the only limitations that we really have on ourselves is the ones that we allow to be put on ourselves. And most people don't look at it in that perspective. And I will never forget being 19 years old and looking at these women that were in their 40s, 50s, 60s, being like, how have you done this for 20 years, making $60,000 a year while these guys make millions? And all it is, is just taking a little bit of risk. And that was a huge defining moment for me in my life and what really has been my vendetta (laughs) to help (laughs) inspire women and just really change the narrative of what we can achieve as individuals. It's, that's actually a
3: really good point I never thought of before, the um, risk-taking part, because you're you're spot on. And I think that's what the disconnect is when women like us that are alphas try to connect with other women. They can't understand how we take the leap, how we take the jump, and how we juxtapose that with the security of uh, having the home and keeping the home safe and stable. They see it as either or when really you can
0: do both at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a big step to take.
0: So, I mean, again, so I'm I'm here like taking it in. I said in the pre-show, like I'm going to moderate as, you know, like that's my role here, right? Like hear things that you ladies say every day that aren't new information to you. But it might be to some people listening or watching. So the risk taking, the fact that some women allow that to not happen in their life. Why, why do you feel that that happens? Like, why do we get our nose right to the line? Some women, I our, I'm not in that group, but why do we allow the, you know, the nose to get right to the line and then pull back? What is it? What is it that's happening there? And what have the three of you done to say, screw the line, I'm going to jump right over it. And I'm actually going to come take your lunch doing it.
2: (laughs) I'll start because I I think that everybody has this. Everybody has that comfort zone where they, they know they can do more, but they're afraid to take the jump. They're afraid, you know, what if they lose everything? What if they... If, if they're the breadwinner, they if they start their own business rather than collect a paycheck, what if something goes wrong? Um, I, I know that when, for me, when I am fully confident in myself and, and I know that I can do whatever it is I decide I can do, then I can just go ahead and do it. Um, I will share that I just, over the last two years, got to be fully in touch with myself. Uh, prior to that, I had been in a marriage for 24 years. That wasn't spectacular. Um, and I had to do some soul searching, like, why did I stay? So it's opposite from business, but it's the same thing that women go through. And men, I'm certain, but we're talking about our women. So women stay, one, because we're nurturers. We want to we wanna see the best in everybody. How can I help you be the best version of you? Um, with And then we end up sacrificing ourselves. And when I finally made that jump, and I'd always been a breadwinner, I'd always been a high high earner, high achiever, because work for me was an escape. Work for me was a drug because I didn't have to deal with life stuff. I was able to just go earn money, build a team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when I got the divorce, uh, almost almost 36, 30 months ago, um, it, it took me a couple of years to really dig deep and find out why did I stay? Why was I so comfortable? Uh, not comfortable. Why was I willing to go through discomfort every day and be unhappy in my life when I knew it could be better on the other side? And the answer is, I was just scared to death. Like, who wants to be a forty or fifty year old woman starting over at forty? I said, I don't want to have to start over and and be single because I don't want to be single. Well, at fifty, I was like, mm, this isn't getting better. I better hurry up and make a decision now. And I think in the business world, it's the same thing. Is is we stay. In whatever role we're in, to Amy's point, these women who were just absolutely crushing it for their bosses, but they didn't want that extra risk. So they just stay in that role because it's easier. It's on some level, it's comfortable. And I know that for me, fortunately, comfort is not my go-to and I'm not afraid to go ahead and, and just keep pushing. And I hope that I create an environment for the people around me where they can see that, uh, that anything is possible for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, real quick, just to add in what you just said there, what you ended on, create an environment around me that others recognize for them. I think that is so important for folks like us who are leading. You know, if our cup's not full, we can't pour into other people. Right. Like I just, there's a little, there's a little ongoing discussion in my Facebook feed about this where I'm not sure what the person replying back is going for. Like I'm not sure if they're trying to pick a fight or not. But that's on them if they are, because it just proves the point. Like, their cup's empty, barren, dry, and what's getting sucked into it is negativity. If you've got a lot of great stuff in, it flows out, and you can make everybody else around you happier. You raise all that, that rising tide raises all ships. Um, One other thing, just just to comment on, like, if you're a dude, if you're a guy listening to this, there's a lot to take away. I will tell you, I was ecstatic and and maybe we should mention uh, briefly here because i'm going to mention one of the other names of the women of apex jessica stroud i was ecstatic when she was when i was told she's going to be my coach because i value um, i value different insights into my business and to have a female perspective a woman perspective where 8 out of 10 people coming in my primary business as front door are women is like i think going to be great and we haven't even touched on that yet she's been tuning me up in many other areas and I'm appreciative of it. So don't turn this episode off just because it's the way of the modern woman, is the title. And I have three amazing women on. Like there's a lot to learn here. So that's what I'm going to commentate there. We left off with, I forget where we exactly left off, but if anybody has thoughts, <laughs> we'll pick up on it. And if not, we can move on to the next topic of discussion.
1: No, I'd love to add to Lori's point with um, just, uh, Typical stigma of I don't I don't want to say that ever that it's necessarily a stigma, but unfortunately, I feel like it is. And I think with women, it, it really just starts as when when we're younger, as girls. A lot of times, girls, you know, I I have I have three sons and a daughter, and my boys go wild outside. They go wild, and that's fine at ah, their boys, but for my little girl we are very cautious about her. We make sure, oh my gosh, like if she scrapes her knee, she, she's coddled a lot more than my boys are. And you know, I think that really sticks with us growing up. Um, and and innately, it's we're coddled because it's an endearing thing. We love them. We respect them. We want them to be safe. But I think, unfortunately, it translates into us believing that we are not capable of certain things. And we don't necessarily have the ability to do the same things as uh, boys, and we can't do all the wild risk taking things. Um, truly, I think that's where it begins. And then as we get older, you know, and we have children, it's you know we're we're looked upon. Oh my gosh, like you know, you have your hands full and whatnot. But really, I think women as mothers, and when we go when we have children, that's a grit that we have that needs to be respected. And I think that's something that really shows you know look 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 what i can do we all know having children takes you to an, a next level mentally animalistically in terms of what you can accomplish as a person and instead of looking at that and just you know oh like coddling we need to be looked at as the real superheroes that we are and i think a lot of women need don't have a hard time recognizing that and i really that's what i'm really hoping to accomplish with this event is to ignite that fire make women realize the grit that we really have inside us. I agree with you, Amy,
3: because for me, the the risk-taking, that's how we got on this topic, is why won't people take the risk? And I was in a position where I I wasn't taking that risk for a long time. And the reason was, I was told, you can't have it both ways. You can't be a present parent and a career woman. You're going to have to choose. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel like this is true. I guess I'm going to have to make my own career and my own company so that I could live life on my terms. And, you know, I can tell you that I'm a single mom. I have my kids full time. And... When I took this leap to start Pivot and Slay and I had to travel a lot, I was really concerned that this would make my relationship with the girls less meaningful and less full of life. And it actually had the exact opposite effect because we don't realize how resilient the kids are and how much they actually want to see us happy. Us being happy and driven and showing them what's possible is so impactful to their growth. That my daughters turned to me and they're like, we have not seen you this happy. And they're not teenage; they're seven and nine. And they had this moment where they're like, "You're so happy, mommy. We're so proud of you." Pivot and slay. They they showed my book to everyone at school. My daughter stole one and took it to everyone. They're proud. And me traveling didn't have a negative effect on us. Me working a little bit more and owning a company didn't have a negative effect. It was a really positive thing and that's what most women don't realize
0: yeah and just on that note I love your Instagram videos with you and your daughters dancing and like just throwing Thank down you. having fun secretly I'll share it so it's not gonna be a secret anymore you, you will remember you remember <laughs> that show true life on MTV where they like walk somebody through to their like private hidden secret goal to do something yeah. So one of those for me, I that. one of those for me is to do like full on dancing, like just cut loose, have fun, dance like nobody's watching dancing. And so I love seeing just the pure joy that you bring forth in those moments. I think it's, there you go. There's <laughs> thank you.
3: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> see, see, <laughs> this is why having a producer I for our show it. is awesome. This is- Well,
3: Uh, this is what, and I'm talking (laughs) about this at the event, because this is something really important to me is authenticity and fun. I mean, who wants a flat note? Nobody wants to be like a one dimensional robot, right? Bring your life to life by enjoying it, right? With the people that you love. Like, I'm sh- I'm showing my daughters through these reels that we make and TikToks that you should just empower yourself and be who you are and embrace who you are and be silly and have fun and let everyone see you light up the world. Yeah. I really want them to do that. And that's why we dance. Yep. And I never thought I'd put, be putting my kids on social media. I kind of judged myself at first. I'm not going to lie, but it's been so empowering for them, you know, to just kind of embrace what they love and, and to be silly. Yeah.
0: And, you know, listen, the, the, I forget the gentleman's name, but he's the president or was the president of T Mobile. And for the longest time, his social media channels and even some like major full blown commercials was just being a complete goofball in his kitchen. And, you know, like it works. So if it fits in your life and it feels right, and it feels authentic, like you said. Go for it. Go for it and do it. Uh, So real quick, just uh, so you know, we lost Lori. That's okay. Uh, I did message her that she can jump back on with the link, but um, I know we all have busy schedules, so we'll keep going. It's not a slight to Lori or anything. I did invite her just to jump back on using that link. Um, So real quick, we have other amazing uh, women uh, on this, the card for the event. Do we want to quickly talk about who the, who they are?
1: Absolutely. Sure.
0: Okay. So who wants to run them the line up there?
1: Um, I can go through them and Jessica, you can give me a little spice of all the, everything that I didn't hit on, (laughs) but, um, uh, there, Jennifer Carrasco is another one of the speakers. Um, And I I truly adore her. She has this incredible energy about her. Um, And and what I love mostly about the whole lineup is just the uniqueness of all of our backgrounds, our professions, um, our relationships that we've had as women. We are so diverse. Jessica Stroud there, she has her own insurance agency and she is this this absolute spitfire who is not afraid to talk about the uncomfortable things that nobody really wants to talk about. She has a unique dynamic with her husband, um, of him being the stay-at-home dad and her being the one that just kills it um, in her industry. And she's so open about the uniqueness of her home life. And Stacey Rasky, she is a vet. She she served. Um, And I am just, she's right there, serving the Iraq War. She is just this dynamo of a personality that, at the same time, is juxtaposed with this authentic, just endearing, just love as a person. Um, so her little ball of grit, I just, I just adore her. Um, my good friend Megan, she is the most gorgeous and talented singer, but she also is an incredible entrepreneur in her own right. Um, and she has launched many different businesses. She has launched many different um, unique brands, and she has incredible insight. Um, of how to accomplish unique goals with different businesses in different um markets and different trends through all... Like right now, we're in such a crazy time in business. Just that topic alone of navigating, besides being a woman, business right now is bananas. <laughs> um, and Danny Galvez, he is our token event mix master. I, we, who doesn't love Danny? He is just the most incredible man i'm my husband said are you sure you want you want to you want to do that like you have all women like it's not an event without (laughs) danny's he's our fabulous MVP. it is going to be a great time he will ignite many dance parties on stage i am sure of it um but no i i'm so grateful to have the speaker lineup that we do yeah i feel like i forgot somebody I think you. I think you covered everyone because okay, Lori
3: was on the call. Yes,
0: yep. you know okay. Lori was there on the call. So yeah. So as we as we kind of round, uh, I want to be respectful of our time today. Um, I know we slated till uh, top of the hour. I'm happy to say for a little bit longer if, if we want to. You just let let me know. Um, but um, before we go into specific details on the event, um, so your number one goal. And Amy, I'll throw this to you first. It seems like women of Apex, it seems like this is like your thing. Like you really want to create this movement and have it be more than a one day thing. Seems like you want it to be Absolutely. lasting. So what's that, what's that like, what's that horizon look like for you for women and entrepreneurship and 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 truly having it all, right? You can have the you can have the marriage, you can have the kids. You can have the career. Uh, They can, you know, each day can have different priority, right?
1: But
0: what's that horizon look like for you, for women?
1: Um, For me, I'm super passionate about this endeavor all around because A, there is not a lot of women in, (laughs) in the Apex programs as a whole. The number is substantially growing, but there is an exponentially larger amount of men in apex than women um and i i think the big reason behind that is just the powerful personalities that are leading apex my husband is i always joke that he's as friendly as a box of kittens because he doesn't look like as friendly as
0: a box of kittens,
1: but <laughs> he actually is um but and, and i think the women that truly all of the women that are in apex are very alpha and i think the term alpha female um It can turn a lot of people off, but in truly what I I think that every woman has that in her. And I think the women that are currently in Apex, the reason I want to highlight them so much is because they have overcome any stigma of their personal life from their past, from their childhood, from their relationships, from failed relationships, from all of these things in our identities that should hold us back. The women in Apex truly embody overcoming obstacles and becoming the most elite version of themselves. And I want us to inspire movement to not only grow Apex as a whole, but to really ignite that fire within women to overcome these little stigmas and to find the little part in them that they're afraid to unleash that is their alpha, which in and of itself, I really believe is their authenticity that they may be afraid to unleash within themselves. And that's what I really want Women of Apex to accomplish.
0: And we have Lori back. So Hallelujah. Uh, I'll bring, yeah. yeah, so I'll bring Lori in. So we're, we're talking about what's beyond April 15th with Women of Apex. You know, what's the future look like? How do you, add, I mean, you've been doing this for a little bit, helping to lead women in, in the world, in a male-dominated world. So like for you, you're contributing to this effort. You're contributing to this movement. What do you, con- what's the work that's left to be done? What do you want to see?
2: What I want to see is to have women truly connect with themselves and love themselves unconditionally. I know that when I discovered that for me, um, it it was a game changer. I've always been financially successful, but that's not a life. Um, I didn't have a good family. I didn't have uh, like it with either with growing up or then, or either with my husband, Um, and I, I just settled for that because I thought that was where I was in life. And you know what? We can be, do, have anything we want as women. And I know that we are nurturers and we care about everybody and we want to give other people the best life they can have. That's the truth. That's what women do. We take care of others and that's great. That's, that's our power. But how about if we turn that power back inside to ourselves and said, you know what? I can even take better care of you if I'm being true to myself and I'm taking better care of me. I know from personal experience that after the work I've been doing, when I look in the mirror now and I say, gosh, Lori, I love you and I mean that to me, I can just give so much more to other people because I'm not worried about any outside influence. Um, If someone is thinking this or worrying about if somebody else is judging me for something, you know what? I don't care because I know that I truly am doing the best I can and anything I can do to help other people, I will. And it's coming from a place of within where I'm truly loving me and I know that I can help others. And I want women to know that. And I want women to know that it's, it's, it's okay to take care of you first because a lot of us don't know that. And, and that's, let's change that. Let's make it so it's okay to take care of women because then we can take care of others even better.
0: Yeah. Real quick, Jessica, before you add to that, you know, I, I talked about that cup being full. Laura, you just shared about judgment. Like, if your cup's full then you look in the mirror and say you truly love yourself, there is no room to accept that judgment, right? Mm-hmm. It just kind of bounces off. I would hope, you know? So, Jessica, for you, the horizon of, of helping women kind of step, I guess, Maybe to use some of your words that I've heard you say, step into their authenticity. What do you say?
3: Yeah. <clears throat> you took the words right out of my mouth because Did that I? is <laughs> I'm what I want people to get out of this is there's, we're always focusing on um, how to move everything in so that it fits, right? But what we don't realize is if you step into your own authentic power, everything else falls into place on its own because you are standing strong in who you are and therefore life becomes more aligned with who you are because you're focused on who you are and what your magic is. And if you stand in that power, you will be happy in all the different Parts of your life because they will all be aligned with your authentic self, and I think note that many women don't even have a touch on who they authentically feel like they are because they're losing themselves to all the different things around them. And I was guilty of that. Um, for me, why Wall Street was my identity for so long, and when I let go of that and became a mom, I latched onto the mom being my identity. And then I was opening a business, but I didn't feel super confident. And then I had to kind of be more confident and focus on the business. And I didn't really understand how to shift because my ownership of who I am was attached to something that I had no control over. When you take control of your life and you take control of who you are and you just own it, your life becomes a lot simpler and you're not banging your head against the wall anymore. Because you're just confidently stepping into your power, and that's what I want women to see at this event—is all of us doing that, because it will allow them to see themselves doing that.
0: Very, very, very good. So, you know, uh, Lori, it was you that had shared about environments. Well, I think you all shared about environments where you know women maybe don't support other women. So. As we wrap up, let's talk about the perfect place for women to come to get that foundation of support to truly see what is possible. The Women of Apex event in April, April 15th, um, we're at the Renaissance uh, Addison and I always mess this up. It's the Renaissance (laughs) Hotel, Addison, Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. So there's like seven things, seven names to call a property. but. but anyway, we're at the Renaissance. Women of, women of apex.com is where all the details are. Um, so let, let's talk about how you get a ticket. What it, there's a couple different levels. So who wants to kind of take the lead on that?
1: Sure. So there um is right now there was two different levels, but the top level is all sold out, unfortunately. So um we did have VIP, but you know, thank you. Great job, Amy. Um, and so clearly. Thank you. So clearly, there is a high demand for that ticket of events. So, um, I think we will be doing something here in the near future that is more geared to that to, you know, allow people to participate. But for this event, for April 15th, we do have our regular old general admission tickets, which gets you full access to the event. Um, and right now, That is at www.womenofapex.com backslash 2022. Um, And honestly, with this event, um, it it really breaks down barriers that have been set in this whole space. I don't want to just say motivational speaking or self help or development. Right now, there's not too many women out there that are really setting the stage for women to just, like Jessica said, unleash their inner authenticity. There's Women that, oh, let's let's manage our time. Let's do this. It's very niche And I feel like a lot of people are afraid to dip their toe into, guess what? Life is pretty damn hard for women <laughs> right now. We have a lot of shit to overcome. There's a lot of stigmas to overcome. It's 2022, but you know what? A lot of women aren't living their truth and they're not living their full potential at all. A lot of women are mean to one another because there's jealousy. A lot of women don't feel like they are secure in their skin because they have not, achieved what they want to, and they feel like they aren't capable of it. And when they see something that they don't really understand, like a woman who is killing it and making seven figures, you fear what you don't know. So this event is truly to break down the barriers. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter if you're unemployed or if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a, a CEO of a company. This is for all women looking to truly just break down any limitations they have placed within themselves. To just unearth their inner authenticity and their inner strength to better themselves. So, um, general admission tickets, y'all, come on down 249.
0: I was just going to say, general admission is (laughs) 249. Uh, You know, on a side note, and I'm going to clap it up typically, the male run events, when you're a month or so out, have yet to sell out of the premium options. So they pile on. All the other stuff. Look at Jessica; she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." <laughs> so, so kudos to you all because. And listen, you know, I I hope uh, what the ladies have shared with you today about themselves, about what they do, what they've gone through, the successes that they've had. I hope that's enough to move you. But what I will add is, I have sat next to um, the some of these ladies. I've been in a, a breakout session with Lori which was amazing. Uh, but the other women in the room, the women they attract are really incredible. Like one of them, uh, Glad- Gladys Jeanette, like she's just a straight firecracker. And it's so cool to see how she wins month over month. Um, you know, that's just one. And, and, they're, and everybody's like that. But I will tell you that if you're on the fence uh, as a woman and you are in any of these roles we've discussed and you're not getting what you want, absolutely do yourself a favor and get into this Apex room. Uh, I've been spending and investing money in myself for, I guess it's 14 years now. And I've spent, I've spent good money, you know, $20,000, $30,000 masterminds. You know, I, I've spent good money. I've been in good rooms with good people and there's nothing like the sense of community and connection that Apex has fostered. And that's because of the people on your screen and the people that you're hearing today. And I truly, truly, genuinely mean that. So please don't think you're coming in like an outsider or I've just bought a ticket. No, you're coming into a pretty damn cool environment.
1: We pride ourselves on being each other's family of choice.
0: <laughs> yep. Welcome
1: to the family.
0: <laughs> and that's We've not all got just baggage. A, that's not just a line that like people live it. They live it out. They do live it out. Um, All right. So uh, Lori, Jessica, anything to add on the event as as we wrap up?
3: There's no reason to not be there. Make it happen because being in this room will change your life. It changed mine. I know it changed Lori's and it changed countless others. And we are ready to pour back in to the community and, you know, give others that same feeling and empowerment that we got when we joined Apex and when we were around the people in that room.
2: Just yes, ma'am. I agree with Jessica wholeheartedly. Perfectly stated, Jess.
0: Well, listen. It, this has been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed our time together. It was great hearing your perspectives. It's amazing to see you all win in your own right and in your own ways. Um, I'm honored to sit in the room with you, uh, and I'm so happy that you're doing this event. So, um, Amy, Lori, Jessica, thank you so much for being a guest here on the show. Uh, and I really do hope you're listening to this. You get to Women of Apex, uh, April 15th. Again, Women of womenofapex.com forward slash 2022, correct? There it is. Yes,
1: indeed. Right on the screen. <laughs>
0: right on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and as Jessica said, there's, there's, you know, you can make up any number of reasons. You know, money, time, leaving your family. Everybody everybody on your screen, everybody you're listening to today does this on a regular basis. Uh, and you, you've heard that relationships, you know, actually are benefited and bettered and increased in the value of them by making that investment in yourself. So please get to Women of Apex, uh, April 15th, womenofapex.com forward slash 2022. Ladies, this has been a true pleasure. I really appreciate you coming on.
1: Thank you so much,
0: Thank you for having us. Yep. Thank you. We'll see you next time on The Big Ticket Life.